feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Breaking news. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show... President Trump wins New Hampshire, a big win for him, and it may turn out to be double digits. The results still coming in, but the projections within minutes of the polls closing, first the Associated Press, then all the other networks coming in, and this is a big win for President Trump because nobody has ever won the nomination without either winning Iowa or New Hampshire. And now President Trump has won both. And minutes after he won, he came out and declared appropriately victory. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of the crowd at the Trump headquarters in Nashua, New Hampshire. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Whoa. USA, USA, and the crowd was jubilant. And if there was ever a case for Nikki Haley winning a state, it was New Hampshire. So what is your reaction tonight, everybody? Because this is a very big win for President Trump. Iowa was certainly fertile territory for him. But New Hampshire was a bit of a mixed bag because it has also many independents, many undeclared voters. And you could see the big supporters of Nikki Haley were pouring money in at a big, big rate. And there were a lot of crossovers. A lot of those undeclared went for Nikki Haley and it still wasn't enough. So she comes in second place again. So is it safe to say that this is Trump's Republican Party and it's time for Nikki Haley to get out of the race? Or do you think there is any path for her? She still has money. She still has a lot of people supporting her and some big donors, some of them big donors that are Democrats. So what is the intention of her staying in the race? There are some people who even tonight say she may end up staying for quite some time And try to see if she can win over delegates at the convention and see what happens between all of these cases with President Trump. I think that that's a definition of insanity. You look at what's happening after this. You've got Nevada. And then right after that, you got South Carolina. And South Carolina is Nikki Haley's home state. And right now, if you look at the polls there with President Trump and Nikki Haley, he is up 30 points in South Carolina. He also has the current governor of South Carolina on his side. He has the others senators. If you look at it, he's got Senator Lindsey Graham. He's got Senator Tim Scott. Those are the two senators there from South Carolina. And in fact, Nikki Haley appointed Tim Scott. And yet tonight, if you look at it, Uh, She is in crises in South Carolina in her home state. So does she get out now? Does she stay in 
and then maybe have a really embarrassing loss when it comes to South Carolina, which is at the end of February? Does she hope maybe something changes the dynamic? Do you see anything that could even change the dynamic potentially? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here is President Trump tonight because... This moment didn't escape him. And he said, boy, it looked kind of interesting because Nikki Haley came out first and almost made it look like it's a victory speech for her. And Trump took a big swipe at that. Take a listen. And then I looked at the polls. She was talking about most winnability, who's going to win. And I had one put up. I don't know if you see it, but I have one put up. We've won almost every single poll in the last three months against crooked Joe Biden. Almost every poll. And she doesn't win those polls. And she doesn't win those. This is not your typical victory speech, but let's not have somebody take a victory when she had a very bad night. She had a very bad night. And it was classic Trump style. He also then said, I don't really know what she's doing, because when she came out in this speech, she said, I am still staying in the race. Everyone was like, "Okay, let's see. Is this moment? Is she going to drop out? It was a tighter race for her than for sure it was in Iowa. She got trounced by Trump in Iowa. And remember, she came in third in Iowa. It wasn't like she even came in second in Iowa. She came in third behind DeSantis, who dropped out and is now endorsing Trump. So here is President Trump tonight. And in the middle of it all, he said, you know what? I'm still trying to figure out what is she doing here? She got third. And then she got second tonight, and this was probably one of the most favorable states for her, and she still didn't pull it out. So take a listen to what he said. We had an unbelievable week last week in Iowa. We set a record. It was the best in the history of the caucus, in the history. And uh, I remember I sort of had the same feeling. I'm up and I'm watching and I said, she's taking a victory lap. And we, we beat her so badly, she was... But Ron beat her also. You know, Ron came in second, and he left. She came in third, and she's still hanging around. So why is Nikki Haley hanging around? Well, let's go to Rudy Giuliani, of course, uh, the president's former attorney and good friend, and, of course, America's mayor. Rudy, uh, your reaction. First of all, this was a big win for President Trump tonight, because if there was ever a state that was sort of favorable to Nikki Haley, it was this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the place she had to win if she's going to win anything. And she got beaten badly. Uh, You know, we get used to 30 and 40 point wins. They don't happen. Uh, He's going to win in double digits by the time it's over. She went on when she went on very craftily because she wanted to go on while it was still reasonable, seven points. Uh, and the fact is, if you look at the Republican vote, which will tell you the future, he won 75 percent of that vote. So this is a big, big win. Any sensible person would get out. But uh, she's in it for the money. I mean, she's got big money behind her and she's going to be able to uh, 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 capitalize on that. She'll stay in the race and she'll keep finishing second because there's nobody else. Maybe, maybe a big defeat in her state will knock some sense into it because I can't find a public official in South Carolina that supports her or a Republican. 
So losing your state like that generally ends your political career. You know, uh, Rudy, um, he all you you bring up all the money, and yeah, she has some big donors, including like Reed Hoffman, of course, who's a big Democratic donor who's backing Nikki Haley. But at some point, don't people go? Well, wait a minute. Um, there was a comment, Rudy Giuliani, from Ken Langone. He was one of the founders of Home Depot, and he said uh, not that long ago that she has to really do amazing in New Hampshire, or quote, "I'm not going to put money in a rat hole." I mean, at some point, bus- <laughs> businessmen are businessmen, Rudy. At some you know, point, why do you want to invest in a losing well, entity? Well, that's uh, Ken Langone was my finance director when I ran for mayor. So I know Ken really well. He was one of my biggest fundraisers, and Ken is a very practical man. And I think he, I mean, that is true. Uh, um, I, I don't know if the Coke money will dry up because it's vindictive. You know, it's, they want to do everything they can to hurt Trump. This is not about the country. It's not about... It's about not having the access you thought you should have, which is one of the great things about him. I mean, I, I know people he threw out big donors because they wanted him to soften his position on China. He basically said, you know, in not so nice language, go to hell. This is a guy who really everything is out front. It's not like uh, Nikki Haley, who uh, says one thing, does another. She's a typical politician. So. He is all he's won this thing. Uh, She just hasn't accepted it yet. And maybe when she keeps looking at the polls in her state, what she's actually doing, unlike DeSantis, is destroying her future. DeSantis got out at exactly the right time with exactly the right spirit. And he lives to fight another day. Uh, I mean, I could see him as one of the leading candidates in 28. Right. You think the Republican Party isn't going to remember this? I mean, she she tried to invade our party with Democrats here in, in uh, New Hampshire. Even the independents who voted are independents who usually vote Democrat. So we, uh, the public may not know that, but people in politics know that she's finished as a Republican. Now, Rudy, I know you're there in uh, New Hampshire, Rudy Giuliani, in the thick of it all. What what was the mood tonight uh, when the race was called within minutes? I was here on the air, Rudy. I was like, whoa, you know, uh, what was the reaction there? It was a little bit of a surprise, right? And it came really early. Really early. Uh, <laughs> it, it really it really it really hit hit uh, crescendo when he you know, when he came in. Also, you know, compared to what we're used to in Washington and New York, it's a fairly small room and it has to have violated the fire code. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and I thought it was really I thought it was very, uh, very smart of him to put on, uh, you know, the people, the people that were his opponents. And you saw their enthusiasm for him. Uh, that's very legitimate. And really, it's enthusiasm for the country. I mean, you get beyond Trump and Biden. And for us who believe what we believe. We're fighting for the future of our country. I mean, I, I was interviewed by uh, Ukraine press, and I said, you know, uh, everybody in Ukraine that's been killed in the last couple of years would be alive if Trump had been re- reelected. Putin never would have invaded, but for the fact that we have a cowardly little weasel in the White House. Uh, what just wouldn't happen. I mean, uh, that's almost provable. Putin has invaded three times in the last 15 years. The only time he didn't was when, when Trump was in the White House. He invaded under Bush, he invaded under Obama, and he invaded under this guy, not Trump. So, I mean, if I were Ukrainian and I was thinking straight, boy, I'd want this guy out of the White House so fast to make a head spin. 
Well, and you look at also, by the way, uh, the way things have gone with Israel, Rudy, this back and forth with Israel, I contain, you know, and border. One thing I thought was really powerful, Rudy, I was watching and we were covering uh, President Trump's speech, his victory speech tonight. And he talked about how important it is to secure the border. He even had uh, Tom Homan, who you and I both know. I love Tom, former ICE director, who spoke about how he's been under six presidents and the best one was Trump at securing the border. You look at the exit polls, Rudy, and I'm sure you know this. uh, The number one issue was border and immigration, uh, whether it was in Iowa or whether it was in New Hampshire. They feel not safe with this wide open border and all the people on the terrorist watch list. Uh, President Trump epitomizes security. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember, although it doesn't compare to the southern border, they've got a problem with the northern border. Yeah. Proportionately, it's much smaller, but in many ways, strategically, it may be even more dangerous because I think that's the way the Chinese get a lot of their operatives in. Uh, Remember, people don't even note this. This year, Biden reduced the number of questions we asked Chinese illegals from 40 to four, four, F-O-U-R. Here we have our biggest enemy. We have people coming over in record numbers from their country, and we don't really ask them any questions. As I said, we used to ask 40 questions, but they were upset that it was taking too long to get in illegally. And Biden, you know, to accommodate them so they could get in faster, reduced it by executive order to four questions. Now, that is playing with our lives in a very irresponsible way. And if this guy isn't owned by China, I'll eat my hat. Well, that's why I think I mean, if you I, look I if you, you look I, at the exit polls, Rudy, clearly people are saying we don't feel safe now. You hear a president who's in denial about the border. Um, real quick, Rudy, we just have about a minute left. Real quick, where is the race going from here, do you think? And do you think Trump needs to start focusing more on Biden than Nikki Haley? And what kind of timetable do you think? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I do. I really think, you know, you can't do that completely because, you know, you never know. And you you got an opponent. you gotta be you got to worry about him. But I think it, it, gets, it gets over in uh, South Carolina. Yeah. Apparently, Nevada has already declared that he won because they're not opposing him. Right. They, he, yeah, he, he, he just announced that Nevada. tonight. Yep, he just announced that. And you're right, a trouncing in, in her home state uh, certainly sends a powerful message. Rudy, we love you. Thank you for joining us right there in the thick of it no, there you, at the, the uh, victory you party. Thank you, Rudy. Okay. Thanks so much. Rudy Giuliani there in New Hampshire uh, reporting from the scene uh, where the victory celebration is going on for President Trump after winning historically the New Hampshire primary after Iowa. And everybody, we're going to take your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. And another big night for former President Trump as he beats Nikki Haley. And it's right now encroaching on double digits. They're still counting the precincts. 
uh, 61% of the precincts in, and Trump has 53.9% of the vote. Nikki Haley, 44.7%. He is clearly the victor. And the question is, will that margin even increase for President Trump? Well, when he came out, he said New Hampshire has been good to him. This is an evening uh, that uh, I will not forget because it's the third time. But more importantly, uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be the most important time. Uh, we won uh, both. It was, uh, I think they said somebody said you rarely if you win both, they've never had a loser. Let me put it that way. When you win Iowa and you win New Hampshire, they've never had a loss. There's never been. So we're not going to be the first, I can tell you. So why is Nikki Haley staying in the race? uh, Look, DeSantis dropped out and he was number two in Iowa. She was number three. What do you think is the agenda here? And if you look at some of the exit polls, many undeclared voters did go for Nikki Haley. It just was not enough because very few Republican voters did go for her. That says it all. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Line five. Dom, your reaction. Rita. Nikki Haley is really a donkey in elephant skin. That's what I think of her right now. After South Carolina, Donald Trump will be forced to retire yet another nickname, Nasty Nikki. So so the fact that all of Trump's early opponents were on stage with him says a lot about his appeal. Yeah, and also the fact, as you're talking about in South Carolina... Uh, He had recently in New Hampshire the current governor of South Carolina, of course, the two senators, uh, so many others from there. And some of them are friends and know Nikki Haley best. um, And you certainly don't want to get trounced in your home state. And that looks like what is ahead for Nikki Haley. But so far, she says she's staying in. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And this is a very powerful story coming from San Diego, California where a police sergeant shot in the head in December, leaving him with injuries that initially left him unable to even walk. Well, he returned home today after making what city officials called an amazing recovery. Accompanied by family member Sergeant Anthony Elliott, walked off an airplane incredibly and was greeted by the police chief there and several other officers at San Diego International Airport. A procession of police motorcycles later led him into his neighborhood where neighbors waved signs and cheered as he approached. Now, Sergeant Elliott paused in front of a home and he addressed the crowd gathered around him. He said, quote, I am profoundly grateful for the department and the community. I love you guys as he was holding back tears. Elliot was shot during a confrontation with a 46-year-old man, Curtis Harris, in a Ralph's grocery store parking lot that happened on December 7th. 
Now, investigators say Elliot and three other officers had gone to the store to serve a protection order on Harris. Body-worn camera footage released by the department soon after that showed that Harris was running away from all the officers as they approached him just outside of the grocery store. Sergeant Elliott gave chase, and Harris opened fire. The three other officers then returned gunfire and fatally shot Harris. Sergeant Elliott, by the way, was the third San Diego police officer to be shot in the last 12 months. And again, thank goodness he has recovered and came back home. A fundraising campaign spearheaded by the San Diego Police Officers Association has raised more than $60,000 to assist him and his family. And wow, it just shows how dangerous and how potentially deadly it could be every single day for our men and women in blue that are out there trying to protect every one of us. And we're so happy to hear this great news that he is back home and making a very, very good recovery, able to address the crowd, which was an enormous, enormous achievement. And everybody, we're speaking of achievements. Well, the results coming in, as you just know here on the Rita Cosby Show, with the New Hampshire primary results in. And the latest numbers are at 64% of the precincts. President Trump, 54%. And Nikki Haley at 40%. So there's about a 10-point spread, and people are predicting that that spread could go even higher. But President Trump has been declared the winner of the New Hampshire primary. And that is a big one because, of course, Iowa, that happened last week on the 15th. Well, in that case, President Trump, boy, did he trounce all the competition. He had 51 percent, DeSantis 21 percent, and Nikki Haley 19 percent. Remember, She was in third. Now, the next really big competition is South Carolina, and that is February 24th. Right now, President Trump, in the latest polls there, is 30 points up. Nikki Haley in her home state. He also has the endorsements, as we talked about, from so many of the leading political leaders there in the state of South Carolina. Uh, He looks unbeatable. So you have to ask, why is she still in the race? Well, that was a question that President Trump had right after he declared victory. Listen to what he said about Nikki Haley just a little bit ago from his headquarters there in Nashua, New Hampshire. The other thing, she only got 25 percent of the Republican votes. I don't know if you saw that. Tremendous numbers of independents came out because in this state, because you have a governor that doesn't frankly know what the hell he's doing in this state. In the Republican primary, they accept Democrats to vote. In fact, I think they had 4,000 Democrats Democrats before October 6th. They already voted. Now, they're only voting because they want to make me look as bad as possible. Because if you remember, we won in 2016. And if you really remember, and if you want to play it straight, we also won in 2020. By more. And we did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016. But as they said, we lost by a whisker, just by a whisker. And Trump tonight before a full house there in Nashua, including Rudy Giuliani, who you just heard here on the Rita Cosby show, 
Well, on the stage with him was Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. Uh, He, of course, was one of the president's challengers, but now he is supporting President Trump. Also there was Vivek Ramaswamy, who just dropped out after Iowa and again is now endorsing President Trump. And that's a really powerful message when you see all of these guys on the stage saying, we want President Trump. He is the man who can fix this country. Also, exit polls, if you see that came out. When people were asked, do you feel a major change needs to happen in this country? Overwhelmingly, people said, yes, we need a major change. Then they were asked who could deliver the kind of change needed to correct where this country's going. Overwhelmingly, in the exit polls, they went for President Trump. Clearly, the people that were voting in New Hampshire, and again, this included a lot of independents, too, as well, uh, are seeing that at this time the country is on the wrong track. They are very concerned about border, security, the wars that are happening overseas, yes, the economy, but very much concerned about the homeland. That is top priority. And New Hampshire, again, is worried not just about the southern border, which we often see all those images of. They're also worried about the northern border because they're right there uh, in that area. So there's a lot of people that are crossing through the northern border. And in fact, there have been reports that there have been more people on the terrorist watch list coming from the northern border getting into our country than the southern border. So both directions are extremely dangerous, and New Hampshire understands that. They also have a huge fentanyl issue. Fentanyl crisis is rearing its ugly head, of course, everywhere in America, but a big way in New Hampshire. So there are so many issues, though, that are confronting those people. But if there was ever a state that Nikki Haley could have said, okay, this one looks good for me uh, because of the ability that it's an open primary where the undeclared ones could vote wherever they wanted to, Uh, And also, like all the other ones, if they did an X months in advance, Democrats could switch over and vote in a Republican primary or become undeclared. There were all these options, but it was really rife for somebody who maybe isn't sort of a make America great again candidate, which she does not appear to be, even though she says she is. If you look at some of the supporting and the messaging that she's sending out, she is more of a sort of a traditional Republican, if you will, an establishment. At least that's according to President Trump. And the exit polls bear that out as well. But she still did not beat him in this state. And take a listen, because that's how Vivek Ramaswamy, again, now who is supporting President Trump, uh, and he's always been very supportive of the president, but he dropped out. And a number of his voters clearly went to Trump. Also, DeSantis, who dropped out on Sunday, clearly his voters, a majority of them went to Trump. But here is what Vivek had to say about what this victory tonight in New Hampshire in particular means to the Republican Party and to America. What we saw tonight is America first defeating America last. That's what we saw tonight. If you want America last, you can go to Joe Biden. You got another candidate still apparently in the Republican primary. Cut your Social Security to fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house. Go to Nikki Haley. But you know who delivered a double-digit victory tonight? It is a double-digit victory as of right now. Is this man, Donald J. Trump, the leader of America first? And that means something. Now, 
USA and Donald Trump, America first. And Vivek, who clearly has no love loss with Nikki Haley. Boy, did they duke it out during the debates, remember? Because President Trump said, ah, I don't even need a debate. Uh, he was so far ahead, and he was correct, obviously, by all accounts. It was a very correct strategy. I always said that when he told me and John Katsimatidis that he was not going to do any presidential debates in this cycle, in the GOP nomination. He didn't rule out, of course, uh, when it comes to the general but in the election cycle for the Republican nomination, he's correct. He had such a huge, huge margin of victory that he didn't need to. But here is what Vivek had to say a little bit more as he took another swipe of Nikki Haley. What we see right now with her continuing in this race is the ugly underbelly of American politics, where the mega donors are trying to do one thing when we the people say another. And it's up to us to we the people to at long last say, hell no, we the people create a government that is accountable to us. And we the people have said tonight, we want again, as we did in Iowa, Donald J. Trump. And so you want to actually speak truth. That's the truth tonight. And the only thing they're rooting for is an ugly thing that we don't want to see happen. That's what these people are rooting for, is playing to say long enough so the Reed Hoffmans and the ugly Democratic George Soros Juniors who are funding the lawsuits against Trump can prop up their puppet. We say no to that vision. I say the general election begins tonight, and this man will win it in a landslide. God bless you. And so far, he is in double digits beating Nikki Haley at the state that probably looked best for her in this early phase of the contest. So what should happen with Nikki Haley? Is she right to stay in or is it time to say, you know what, this is just not my turn? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line five. Uh, Jacqueline, your thoughts? Hi, Rita. You know, I've got a number of thoughts. (laughs) You know, the public has spoken. The writing is on the wall. And as you stated, Ken Langone won't be financing her anymore. He's not stupid. He's not going to throw good money away after bad. And from what I understand and from what I've heard, it's the Democrat Party itself that's supporting, promoting, and probably even financing her. Um, because they know she can't beat a Democratic candidate, whoever that will ultimately be. And they know that President Trump is being supported overwhelmingly, and if he chooses the right VP, his victory will be ensured. You know, um, the smart conservatives, the independents, and the Republicans, they're fed up like myself, with how the current occupant at Pennsylvania Avenue has destroyed this country from the very first day he was installed. And I bet many smart Democrats are as well. And mark my words, Rita, South Carolina will be the final nail in her coffin and will totally embarrass and disgrace her And she will have to walk away like a dog with its tail between its legs. Now, you know what's interesting, uh, Jacqueline? You brought up South Carolina. It is, if if I'm her, I would either, I would get out now. But if I'm not, I would pass it on to, like, she knows after South Carolina, then comes Super Tuesday, okay? So it's, it's fairly soon after South Carolina. I think she knows that South Carolina is not going to work for her. That's February 24th. But then you have Super Tuesday, which is March 5th. Now, if you look at the states there, 
Um, a lot of them are southern states, which, again, I don't think will fare well for her. But there is also, you got Vermont, um, you got California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts. There's a couple others that are sort of thrown in that mix that could potentially, maybe she says, okay, uh, I'll try to stick it through Super Tuesday. Maybe there, I think there's some discussions that are going on behind closed doors with her donors. Now, like you said, Ken Langone, now he uh, typically, of course, supports conservatives. There's others that, as you rightly brought up, that are typically big Democratic donors that are backing her. Uh, you got to wonder why they would continue, but I, I think they might continue just to sort of be a thorn in Trump's side and to try to cause like fraction within the Republican Party. But I would think like the conservatives, the real ones who have really, uh, you know, pure intentions and were hoping that she would win and they're in the conservative party and, and they are really thinking, OK, well, you know, we were hoping she would win. Now she's not like the Ken Langones. I can't see why they would put money in at this point. It just it doesn't make any sense. But if you have some nefarious purpose, maybe then you might continue. Your thoughts real quick, Jacqueline. I agree 100% with you on everything that you said, and that's why I stated the smart conservatives, independents, Republicans, and Democrats are not going to vote for her. Um, she, People that have been paying attention, like I've been paying attention to her, although I felt she was very good during the debates, that does not mean that I supported her. I kept in the back of my mind what she did when um, she was... Uh, the Secretary of State, she she dropped out like a hot potato. All she does is say how she supported everything. She's the one that's dependable. She's only proven to the entire country that she's not dependable. She doesn't have our best interest. She has a lot of leftist views and opinions. Uh, she supports groups of uh, illegal immigrants, from what I've heard, you know, that is not going to sit well with those of us that are true conservatives and want a true uh, conservative Republican candidate, not a rhino like her. Well, and that's the question is also the Democratic money that's coming in and pouring into her and some of these big money. You know, Vivek used the expression. It, it was interesting where he just you just heard him say, Jacqueline, where he said it's mega donors versus we the people. And it really does feel like sort of two different parties or two different objectives. And um, and Trump clearly, I think, has transformed the Republican Party to make it a we the people party, uh, grassroots, uh, you know, working people, people who care about this country, protecting the borders um, and don't want to be told who to vote for. Um, and I think that that is a lot of what's ahead right here. And and I, I just wonder where all of this other all this nefarious money, I call it, that's sort of coming into the Haley campaign from people who clearly are just trying to mess with the elections. Uh, I there's something really unseemly about it. Um, and she's saying, look, I, look, she's taking the money because she wants to do ads and do as well as she can. But at some point, you have to think about what is good for the party, but also good for the country. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And as 
of the night is going on. President Trump's lead over Nikki Haley is widening again. He has won the New Hampshire primary, but with 75 percent of the precincts in at this point, uh, he has 55 percent. She has 43 percent. So the gap is widening for President Trump. And we'll keep you posted. Of course, it could go up and down. But either way, he has definitely won the New Hampshire primary. And that is a huge deal because after this is South Carolina and then the big kahuna, as we call it, in the election cycle, Super Tuesday. 1-800-8489-222. Let's go to BJ, line five. Uh, BJ, why is Nikki Haley still there? Your thoughts? Nikki Haley, nasty Nikki, should leave. Someone should tell us she lost. She is a 2003 uh, bushy, okay? She'll get us into a war that we can't get out of. So um, if you looked at the stage, though, uh, it was beautiful. Donald Trump had the whole dream team up there. He's going to put Vivek in charge of uh, SEC or maybe the, the markets or the Fed. I think Tom Homan is going to go back into Homeland Security. Uh, he's going to be a director of ICE. Uh, he's going to hold Mayorkas' job. Tim Scott will probably be the next speaker. Uh, we got the whole dream team up there, the whole talent panel. By, by the right way, there. BJ, here's my prediction. I think Vivek would be like um, small business or commerce secretary, maybe, I don't know, maybe something else. Doug Burgum, uh, North Dakota governor who supported him. I, yep. He's great at energy. I could see him energy secretary. He wasn't there tonight, but he's obviously been with Trump all along. Um, who do you see as a VP choice if it looks like he's going to get the nomination? I'm still, my money's still on Christy Nome. I think she's managed the Dakota uh, very well. She comes from a hard scrabble background from a very young age. She, if you read her biography, she lost her father. She had to keep that farm going. She had to keep all those people employed. She she stopped. Uh, she noticed that they were buying up. The Chinese were coming and buying up all sorts of land. She's not afraid to be disliked if she has to take a stand. She's not Nikki Haley. You know, uh, she's tough. So I'd like her. Uh, I'd say, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sarah, Sarah uh, Huckabee would be good, but she's still not ready. Yeah, I don't know, though, but she's pretty sharp. And listen, he trusts her. She was uh, press secretary under him at the White House. By the way, I'll tell you guys one thing I love. One of the exit polls that just came out. Do you support police? Should there be more police? Overwhelmingly, the Republican voters said, yes, we need to protect and support our police and protect our borders. That's refreshing. We're going to talk about that after the break. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 